trusting. Yes, through him I'll conquer all. For I know he saves and keeps me, and he'll never let me Every foe defends me, and in him I'll ever hide. Yes, in him I'm fully trusting. Yes, through him I'll conquer all. For I know he saves and keeps me. I will never cease to love him, he who died to set me free. Now in him I am abiding, and someday his face I'll see. Yes, in him I'm fully trusting, yes, through him I'll conquer all, for I know he saves and keeps me, and he'll never let me fall. Thank you guys and Nicole, that was, that was a blessing. There was a theme there today, wasn't there, Brother Johnny? The, the friend in Jesus, that was good. Uh, is this thing, uh, is this thing good? We good to this? Okay. Uh, I've, missed, uh, I've missed having Peggy uh, sing. Uh, she, was, she was out for a while, so we need, we need, to, get, uh, we need to get Peggy. Uh, we should vote on that right now. Should we get Peggy to sing here soon? Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, that'd be good. And we got to get Roy. Uh, at least one more time for, uh, I don't know what the, what the big pull is uh, for people going down to Florida all the time, but Brother Roy goes down there too, right? No, you, you, you travel around, don't you, quite a bit. What's going to be your first project this year, do you know? Depends on what happens in November. Oh, okay. So it's not until November you're, but you're leaving then, right? All right. Okay, so uh, so it depends on what happens in November. I got you. I got you. Uh, so good to have Brother Roy uh, singing again here for us uh, sometime soon as well. That would be great. Well, uh, let's go to the book of Philippians, uh, the book of Philippians this morning. To me, one of the most helpful uh, illustrations or pictures of the church setting is, uh, is just the idea of teamwork. Um, you probably hear me say that quite a bit. And the reason why I use the analogy of a team or teamwork, well, A, I, I, it's biblical, and, and B, it, it helps me. Um, you know, I, I'm one that I don't, I don't enjoy doing something if I don't see the purpose for it. Now, sometimes I know you have to do that. Uh, I mean, there was times growing up when, you know, uh, my parents said to 
do something and I didn't really see the purpose for it. But I found out that to say that out loud wasn't a good idea. <laughs> so I, I did catch on to that after a little bit. Um, and uh, sometimes you got to do, even if you don't see a real deep meaning in it, there's, there's things you got to do. But you know, generally speaking, I think it's good to be able to put your heart into something if you see the purpose for it. And when I think of, you know, when I think of the church setting, when I think of it in, in terms of, of, of team, and I think of it in terms of teamwork, I find that very helpful. And it kind of keeps me focused and on task and, and motivated, I guess you'd say. So we're going to use that uh, this morning, that, that picture. And I want to talk about aspects of, of teamwork, the beauty of teamwork. Because I think, you know, when you, have, when, you have, when you have teamwork, it is a beautiful thing. When you see, you know, different components coming together and working together for a common cause, and I guess, I guess the, you know, you get what's called, uh, at least in the realm of sports, a lot of times it's called chemistry. Right? You get, you get this, 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 uh, 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 this thing called chemistry. And uh, well, sometimes that's a little bit of a nebulous term and, and hard to put your finger on, but I think chemistry just means good teamwork. I think that's what it really means. And people working together well uh, for, the, for the common cause of, of the team. And, you know, Paul, he was a great believer in teamwork. He, he really was. If you, if you study Paul's writing, he, he really talked a lot about in, in, in concepts of, of teamwork. And, uh, you know, for example, uh, in 1 Corinthians, remember, the church at Corinth, they were, uh, they were more into the superstar mentality. And they were like, yeah, you know, my guy is, uh, my guy is, is, is Cephas or Peter. Well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm for Apollos is my guy. And then, you know, the, 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 really, the really spiritual ones were like, oh, you know, we're, we're, we're Paul. Paul is our superstar. And uh, Paul said, you know, in chapter 3 of 1 Corinthians, he said, you're missing the whole point. You're missing the whole point of it. Because these guys are just, they're teammates. They're just team, they're, they're working together as a team. There's going to be some planting there. There's going to be some watering there. But ultimately, what? God's the one that's going to give the increase as the team works together to serve him. And so there you have one illustration or one example of the fact that, that, that Paul, you know, he was, a, he was a team player. And he understood aspects of, of teamwork. And, and so uh, he wrote the book of Philippians. And we're going to see that really it's one of the greatest themes of, of Philippians. A lot of people say the main theme of Philippians is joy. Well, that would be easy to say because I think 19 times it, it speaks of joy or rejoicing in the book of Philippians. Others say that the main theme of, the, of, of Philippians is the gospel. And I would probably agree with that. Um, the, the main theme of it is, is, is the gospel. But really, to be more specific about it, the, the main theme of the book of Philippians is teamwork for the gospel cause. That's the main, if, if you read the, the book carefully, I think you can see that that would be a good conclusion uh, to come to with, with the various themes of, of the book. And so we're going to look at, at, uh, at the book of Philippians here. And we're going to talk about, about, uh, about teamwork. And uh, I mean, if you own, uh, we have some, some business owners here. Uh, I think, uh, I think uh, uh, Brother, uh, brother uh, the Gabe here, he has a, he has a business. And uh, um, yeah, some of my sons are on the team. Uh, they're pretty good, they're pretty good team, uh, pretty good team members there, brother. Putting you on the spot now, aren't I? <laughs> you want to elaborate on that? I'll just leave it at that. 
But it is good to have a team, isn't it? You know, when you're working by yourself, sometimes it can be long, hard days. But you get, you know, if you get if you get a team a teammate or two, it's a big boost. It's a big boost. When there's a big job to be done, if you just know that there's a few people you can count on to come alongside of you, it's kind of the way God set it up. And uh, and Paul and, and Paul had found that here in Philippi. Uh, there had been a day where he had come along and. and uh, and he had, he had found, he had found some, some ladies, uh, they were having a prayer meeting. And ultimately, they, they, became, they became part of the team. He didn't realize it at the time, but they were going to be part of the team. And then uh, um, he ended up being thrown in prison. And when he was in prison, there was an earthquake. And, uh, you know, the, uh, I mean, the, the, the prison was opened up and the, the, uh, the, the, the prisoners were escaping. Remember the jailer, he thought, I'm doomed. I mean, if, the, if, if these prisoners get out, I, I might as well just take my own life. And, you know, uh, Paul and Silas, they stopped him from doing that. And ultimately, he got saved, and his family got saved as well. They would have been members there at the, at the Church of Philippi. And when it talks about in verse 1, the saints at Philippi, these are real people that you can, you can picture from the, from the narratives that we have from the book of Acts. You know, it would have been the, the Philippian jailer and his family. Um, and it would, have been, uh, it would have been Lydia, and it would have been some others uh, uh, there uh, as well that we could talk about. But uh, um, let's read verses 1 through 5, and then we'll have a word of prayer. We're talking about, uh, we're talking about teamwork this morning. It says, uh, verse 1 of Philippians 1, Paul and Timotheus, they were teammates, weren't they? And, and Paul really appreciated uh, his teammate there in Timotheus, and he, he talks about him in, in more in the, in the letter. But Paul and Timotheus, the servants of Jesus Christ. So we're teammates, but we're serving Jesus together. He's, the, he's, the, uh, he's the, the real team leader. To all the saints in Christ Jesus, which are at Philippi, with the bishops and deacons, grace be unto you, peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. And uh, that's quite a statement. Every time he thinks of them, Every time he thinks of them, he's thankful. And he's going to say what he's thankful for. He says, always in every prayer of mine, for you all making requests for joy. And he says what he's thankful for in them, for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. Now that term fellowship, kononia, means joint participation. Or another way of saying that is partnership, or we could say teamwork. For your teamwork in the gospel. Let's have a word of prayer and we'll look a little more uh, closely at this, this theme this morning. Lord, please help us now, uh, this very important uh, message. I pray that you would encourage us through it and that you would give us a renewed vision and focus for what we're part of. Well, thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. And so he says there in verse 5, I'm thankful for your fellowship, for your teamwork in the gospel from the first day until now. A team is defined as a group of people with complementary skills who are committed to a common purpose. Committed to a common purpose, performance goals, and approach for which they hold themselves mutual, mutually accountable. And so a group of people with complementary skills, another place that, that uh, Paul talks about the body of Christ, right? And he talks about the whole body working together. And really what you have there is you have different body parts working with chemistry or unity as a team. And that's another, another picture that he gives uh, for it there. Another, a shorter version for the definition would be this. Just simply working together for a common cause. That's what team, teamwork is. Working together for a common cause. You know, working together for a common cause is a powerful thing. 
Interestingly, one of the, the greatest examples of that in the Bible is a negative example. Let's go to Genesis chapter 11. Genesis chapter 11. In Genesis chapter 11, we find a, a powerful example here of what teamwork can accomplish to the degree where God said, that's such a powerful thing, that's such a powerful thing, that I'm going to go down there and I'm going to stop it. Because this teamwork here, this powerful force of teamwork is going in the wrong direction and it's going to take me as God to, to interrupt that. And so it's, it's, it's an illustration of what we're talking about, the power of teamwork. And so in Genesis 11, it says in verse 1, the whole earth is one language, so there could be unity here. That it does help if you're on a team, if you all speak the same language, right? <laughs> uh, I've been on teams where that wasn't the case, and it's a little more challenging. It's a little more challenging. But if you, if you're, if you have a resolve, you can work through it, because there are some aspects of universal language, but uh, hand gestures and so on. Uh, the whole earth is one language and one speech. And it came to pass, as they journeyed from the east, that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, they dwelt there. And they said one to another. Now, this is a good example of teamwork. This is actually a really good uh, facet of teamwork I'm going to talk about this morning, this communication that goes on here. And some common uh, goals are going to be communicated. And it says, uh, uh, and they said one to another, Go, let us make brick and burn them, uh, burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and slime they had for mortar. And they said, Go to, let us build us a city and a tower whose top may reach into heaven, let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. And then it says, And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower, which the children of men built it. And so they communicate some goals here. We're going to make a name for ourselves with this, this, uh, this that we're going to build uh, together. And, and God looked at that and said, Wow, that's a powerful thing right there. I mean, it's very humanistic. It's not honoring to me. But the power of teamwork... Was, was, was intact. And uh, it says, uh, And the Lord said, verse 6, Behold, the people is, what? One, and they have one language, and this they begin to do. Now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. And God said, that's a powerful thing right there. you got people who are joining forces together to accomplish a common goal, and, and, and there's, there's, there'd be little, without my intervention, there'd be little that they couldn't accomplish. Now, you think of it just the opposite. You think of those who are unified with common goals, communicating those goals, and moving forward with it, with God's seal of approval on it? Wow! You take already, humanly speaking, a powerful force, and you get God in it, and it's, it's, it's not to be denied. It's not to be denied. And, uh, and so, uh, now look at verse 7. It says, uh, and, and God is speaking here. This is interesting. Go to, what does it say? Let us go down. That's a little strange, you might think. God says, let us go down. But think about this. Do you know that even within the Godhead, there's teamwork? You know, the Trinity is one of the greatest examples of unified teamwork that there is. Never in competition. Always with common goals. Evidently, even communicating amongst themselves. One God, uh, 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 three persons, in perfect harmony, they say, go, let us go down, and they confound their language. They may not understand one another's speech, so the Lord scattered them abroad from thence the face of the earth, uh, and they left off to build the city. Now, here's a sad thing. Isn't it a sad thing when the devil scatters a team abroad? Right? Isn't it a sad thing? Because we want to see the word go forward for the, for the Lord. And so we want to see glory being given to God when he's in that 
so, so that uh, we might say we're working together as a team to bring glory to him. Now, God, God has a right to move people however he wants. And he's moved me to places that I didn't foresee before. All right? And, and, and I, you know, we just want to obey him in that. I mean, if he wants to move us from point A to point B, then we do that. If it's all of him, glory to him, he'll put the chemistry together however he wants. Right? He'll put the pieces wherever he wants them. And we're grateful for that. But, you know, when the devil gets in it and the wrong spirit comes in, um, you know, that's when we have to be careful because we could be scattered abroad and, and leave off building in a way that isn't glorifying the Lord. And so teamwork is so important. And a good team is not necessarily throwing together the most talented individuals. Sometimes we think if we just go and get a whole bunch of uh, superstars together, then automatically we'll be a good, good team. That's not necessarily the case. By the way, in the NBA, they keep trying to do that. You know, they, they try to say, let's build the next, uh, um, or what do they call it, the super team or the... Uh, let's put all these t stars on one team. And a lot of times it doesn't work. I mean, you look on paper and you say, that team, I mean, there's no way they could be beat. I mean, the Houston Rockets tried it recently. They put all these superstars on one team. And, and everyone thought, you know, there's no way that they can lose. They lost in like the second round of the playoffs. Why? Because you can get a whole bunch of, you know, superstars or, or, or prima donnas or glory seekers. And they're not good teammates. They're not good teammates. And you get somebody that, you know, get a, a maybe a less talented team, humanly speaking, but they work together good as a team, and they're a force to be reckoned with. That's kind of what the 80s Celtics were like, you know. There were some teams, I guess, on paper that would say, you say, a lot of times they played the Los Angeles Lakers, right? And uh, Showtime, they called them. Los Angeles Lakers, they were called Showtime, all right? And you got Showtime, meaning, you know, just nitty-gritty teamwork, and a lot of times it was that teamwork. On paper, less talented, but teamwork, would, would, uh, would show Showtime how it was done, okay? And, uh, and so I'm uh, just using some illustrations here of, of teamwork. Um, and I've, appre I've appreciated being able to, to have teamwork, and, and I, I've seen the value of it in different, different places and different scenarios in which I've been along the way. I think we have great teamwork in our church here. I think teamwork has been what's carried us through a difficult time. Right? I mean, we've, we've, we've communicated. We've stayed on the same page. We've had common goals. We're going to keep glorifying God through this. We're going to keep being a light uh, for Him through this. We're going to keep doing the things that we do for the gospel's sake uh, through this time. And, uh, and, you know, God tells us. And, and so we're going to, and so we've been, we've been unified in that. And it's been a wonderful thing. You know, you know a, lot of, a lot of churches have been, have been torn apart during this time. I mean, people who are saying, on the one hand, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be opening at all. There's other people that say, you should have been open from day one. And uh, there's some that say, when, when you did open, you should have done that. And when others say, when you, when you did open, you shouldn't have done that. And, you know, and churches are like, some churches are just scattered all over the place. I'm thankful that didn't happen to our church. I mean, we should all be thankful about that. God's been so good to us. I mean, I, I, it wasn't a me. I just was trying to pray through it, you know. Lord, I pray through it here, and we're just going to try as a team to do what, we, what you want us to do along the way. And, and so um, I think of, uh, uh, it must have been almost 10 years ago, I went on the, the first, uh, when was the first wing strip we went on, Jordan? It was, it was quite a while ago, maybe, maybe 10 years ago, something like that? Um, yeah, probably eight, eight years ago. Okay, about eight years ago. And I think I've been on, uh, on eight or nine trips uh, uh, since then. And, uh, and Brother Alan Johnson was the first time that I'd met him on this, on this trip to the Canary Islands. And he was very gracious to, to let me preach while I was there. My, my Spanish was really bad at that time. I've, I've worked hard on it since then. Uh, I try to listen to Spanish, a, a Spanish preaching message every day to help me you know, be a good teammate when I go on these trips. 
but uh, he let me preach when I was down there. And, you know, ever since then, we've been growing together just as, you know, when I go on the trips now, you know, I know what, what Alan, uh, uh, what he works like. I know how I can help him. Um, and I try to be low maintenance for him, but uh, to be a contributor. And, you know, he delegates things. And I never feel like we ha there's a competition going on there. I just feel like, you know, the teams that God puts together from our church, it's been wonderful. Um, uh, by the way, in March, there's an opportunity to go on a trip to Chile, uh, Chile, South America. We'll put together a team with wings to go down there and do a huge uh, distribution uh, project. And uh, so God will put that team together. But, you know, with, with Brother Allen and I, I never, I never feel like there's a competition there or that he's threatened or, I'm, you know, anything like that. Uh, we can just work together. He's a good teammate. He's a good friend. And, and uh, I just feel like we have common goals and we just roll up our sleeves and, and we go for it. Now, we're going to talk about uh, um, uh, some of the, the aspects of, of teamwork specifically here. But, uh, uh, you know, God gives us opportunities uh, uh, for that. You know, Louie and I with the softball team, we work really good together. We have different gifts. And uh, we work together on that. We're not in competition. We're not, like, stepping on each other's toes. We're not trying to get, get that, you know. We're just working together with the team because we have... We have a common goal through that team, which really goes beyond the trophy, okay? It, go, it goes to people. And Louis understands that. And uh, he couldn't be here uh, uh, today, but uh, um, uh, he'll, he'll be here next week. But uh, he understands that, and, and I understand that, and so we can work together for that. Uh, and, and so, you know, the teammates you're going to have, you're a friend to everybody, but you're a teammate with those, you know, with those who are going the same direction uh, as you are. Um, you know, Scott and I, we only have one deacon in our church right now. You can pray about that. I mean, the Lord, uh, the Lord can change that whenever he wants. And he'll lead us uh, in that. Bill, and maybe, maybe adding some additional uh, deacons as the Lord leads. Uh, but Scott and I, you know, we work well together as a team. Uh, uh, maybe I don't want to get a second opinion on that. But, uh, you know, I, I feel like we do because, I mean, there's no, you know, there's no tension there. We can just talk about things. And, and uh, he, he's pretty straightforward. Man, a few words. But if he says them, you know, they mean something. And. And, uh, you know, there's a good teammate. There's a good teamwork there. And that's a refreshing thing. It's a refreshing thing. Um, so promoting teamwork within the, the, the church, it's a big deal. Teamwork is a big deal, and it's scriptural. Some components of good uh, teamwork, and we'll just go through these, and then hopefully there'll be a benefit to all of us, and we can, uh, we, can, we can purpose accordingly. But one very important component of, of, of teamwork, and we alluded to it already, but specifically at this point, is clear direction. Clear direction. You can't have good teamwork if you don't have a clear direction. And, uh, and so uh, in Philippians 1.5, it says, for your fellowship or your teamwork in the gospel. They had a very clear direction there. Everything that they were to do was for the gospel's sake. If we have a softball team, it's for the gospel's sake. If we have seniors group, it's for the gospel's sake. If, we, if we're going to have a meal over here together, it's for the gospel's sake. A baptism, it's for the gospel's sake. We sing, it's for the gospel's sake. It's all for God's plan. God's plan is the good news of the gospel. And so, whatever we do together as a church, we've got to have that as part of that direction. We've got to be visionary within that. God brings some people over next door that maybe wouldn't come in here. Okay, we're, we're, we're seeing them right there. That's a potential disciple right there. 
God brings some guys to play on the softball team that wouldn't normally, you know, be around us. Okay, potential discipleship, and and uh, and you know, we've seen we've seen some individuals accept accept Christ, and and you pray for them, pray for them. They'll take steps of growth uh, in, in that regard, and they will as the Lord works in their, in, in their lives. Uh, this is a very clear evidence that the Lord is, is doing that, and so clear direction. Uh, some people might put this in a little cliche, but keep the main thing the main thing. Keep the main thing the main thing. And if you cease to keep the main thing the main thing, a lot of secondary things are going to get cluttered in the way, and we're going to get distracted, and the team's going to become dis disjointed. Uh, it happens all the time. All right? Sometimes organizations are in such a hurry to move, move on their projects or their programs that they pull together groups of people without first deciding what the goals and desired outcomes are. Right? Um, soon in the future, Lord willing, we're going to have more, more organized outreach. Why? Because with outreach, there's more potential to meet more people. We want to get the seed out of the barn, right? Uh, we, want to, we, want to, we want to spread the light. We just get out and meet people so they can see that, that uh, you know, the people from, uh, from Clinton Baptist Church are just normal-looking people. That might be stretching a little bit. But they, they can see that, you know, we're just human beings that are trying to, to, to honor the Lord, right? And uh, we're working together. This is my teammate here. We're out today. We just want to, you know, meet people in the neighborhood. And, and, uh, and uh, we got something for you to read here. It, it, it's, called, uh, um, um, it's called What We All Have in Common. This is a track. It says What We All Have in Common. And I guarantee you if you read that, you'll find truth there that everybody needs to have. And just as simple as that. And, and so uh, just teaming up for, for, for goals uh, uh, together. And Jesus, he left us with, with a direction. Mark 16, 16, 15. He said unto them, Go ye into all the world, and what? Preach the gospel to every creature. Acts 1.8, But ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Ye shall be witnesses unto me. Be teammates together. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, uttermost parts uh, of the world. And, uh, and so we have, we have direction. We have direction. And uh, go to Philippians 3, verses 14 to 16. You're in Philippians still there. Philippians 3, pick up verse uh, 14. And Paul, he understood teamwork, and he talked a lot about these concepts. It says here, I press towards the mark. I have, I have clear direction. I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us therefore, as many be perfect, be thus minded, and if anything uh, be other minded, God shall reveal even uh, this unto you. So let's, let's get together with a clear direction together. And, uh, and then in verse 16, Nevertheless, whereto we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule, let us mind the same thing. What? Mind the same thing of pressing towards that mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus. Another way of putting that? For the gospel. For the gospel. And uh, so clear direction. Number two, chain of command. Uh, chain of command. You know, when I go on the wing strips, I'm not, I'm not in charge. All right, Brother Alan Johnson's in charge. There's a chain of command there. And it's important that that chain of command be, be, be upheld. All right. If, if, if you know people start to try to do their own thing and take you know uh, jurisdiction that isn't theirs, then then you know there, there's something that happens there with, to the organization of that. Why do we have organization? Why is there God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit? Why is there organization? 
Because God is a God of order. And part of that order is his chain of command. Doesn't mean, you know, doesn't mean anybody's any better than anybody else. It just means that God, he orders things. He orders things. And uh, in Philippians 1.1, back to that first verse we read, it says, Paul and Timotheus, the servants of Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ is top. To all the saints in Christ Jesus, every, every believer there is important, which are Philippi with the bishops. The term bishop there is episkopos. It means overseer. All right, so there's, there's, there's a chain of, 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 of command there, or there is order to it. You have, you have overseers there. God has put some to be overseers. And, okay, look, when somebody is, is put in a position of God to be an overseer, there's responsibility that comes with that. They are, as Paul said, to take the oversight thereof. There's responsibility to that. And if, 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 the, if the pastor, or the, called here the overseer, the bishop, another place is called elder, um, if, the, if the pastor doesn't take the oversight, then they have to answer to God for that. You say, well, you know, the pastor, he's just trying to be, you know, he's just trying to be, a, uh, he always has to be in charge, and he's trying to just be a dictator or whatever. Look, the pastor has to take oversight. Because if the pastor doesn't take oversight, they're shirking their responsibility. But a good pastor always realizes that ultimately they're, they're part of the team. They're part of the team. Jesus Christ is Lord. He's the head. He's the head. And, but there is a chain of command. There's an order uh, to things. And, uh, and we see that clearly in the Bible. Uh, Grace be unto you, the next verse says, and peace from God our Father, from the Lord uh, Jesus Christ under uh, them. So, you know, the leadership, uh, um, the leadership uh, schematic or organization brings stability and security. You ever realize that, that, that when, when, when dad isn't taking good leadership in the home, that it makes the kids insecure? Do you ever see that before? It's, it's like, you know, because dad is taking oversight of the home or responsibility of the home, it just gives security there. All right, dad, dad's in charge, and dad's going to help us make these decisions. Dad's going to help us have direction. And, 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 uh, and so good leadership brings stability and security, especially when leaders see themselves as caring members of the team and seek to help others on the team succeed. Leaders must demonstrate that they are not only for the cause, but for the individuals working for the cause. You know, so leadership has to be uh, you know, careful. Say a pastor, for example. Hey, look, you know, uh, I'm all about this cause. Now I'm all about this this. Uh, this uh, 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 purpose that I'm, that, I'm, that I'm a part of. Uh, but you know, if they're not also communicating that they're for the others being a part of that as well, then that, that, could, be, that could be out of balance uh, uh, leadership. Uh, you know, think of David and his men. David and the mighty men of David, they realized David was the one in charge, right? But did you notice how much they loved David? And how, how loyal they were to him? To the point that they would charge behind enemy lines and risk their lives just to bring back a cup of water to David out of that well that he's talking about that he loves so much, you know? And then they had to, then they had to take it when he just poured it out on the ground. That would be even more of a test of loyalty there. Oh, you mean to tell me I went down there and risked my life to get you that water and you're just going to pour it out? But what was David saying? Man, I can't even, I'm so humbled by this, I can't even drink this. You guys, uh, you know, so you can just see his heart towards the men there and the, and the men's heart uh, towards, towards them. And, uh, and so, uh, a chain of command. Number three, communication. These are, are good aspects of teamwork. Communication. Paul's epistles are full of it. They're full of communication. 
And that's really what the, the, his epistles are. They're letters. They're him communicating for the team's sake. You know, Paul would have no reason to, to write these letters if he wasn't interested in teamwork for the gospel's sake. He wanted to keep communicating from his heart as, as an apostle. And, uh, and so in verse, uh, Philippians 1, verse 8. Philippians 1, 8. I assume you're there. It says, For God is my record, how greatly I long after you all in the bowels of Jesus Christ. He's communicating how much he cares about them. He's communicating that. And I know, I know, I mean, people should know. I mean, hey, look, you know, uh, Pastor, if we're here, you can just know you, we care. We care, because right? if not, we wouldn't be here. Well, it's still good to hear once in a while. And, uh, and we have a great church that way. It, you know, these things are communicated. And the pastor, you know, he might be, well, I'm still around, right? So you should know that I care about you. Well, no, that's a bad attitude. It, it should be communicated. You know, I do care about you. I, I, if I can be of service, let me know. And uh, I'll, I'll try to help in any way I can. And, uh, you know, it might not be in the next five minutes, but I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll, 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 get it. I'll try to get to that. And, but anyways, uh, we're, we're just we're for each other. And that was, the, that was the theme for our softball team this year, right? One for all, all for God. One for all, all for God. Um, and then in verses 9 through 11, it says, In this I pray, that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment. I'm praying for you. This is what I'm praying for you. That you may approve things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense to the day of Christ. Being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ, unto the glory and praise of God. And so he communicates how he prays for them. And you know, he can tell, if you were to hear how a person prays for you, you could tell a lot about their heart towards you, couldn't, couldn't you? And I know my grandmother, uh, she's with the Lord now, uh, my grandmother Philbrick, uh, uh, and my grandmother Hunt, she still does, she's still alive. They're, they're, my grandmother, you know, she prayed for me every day. She prayed for me every day. And once in a while I would hear her pray for me, and uh, she would pray for me when I'd be over there, and I would hear her heart towards me. And I'd be like, Oh, man. I do not want to let Grammy down. I hear the stuff she's praying for me. She has really high hopes for me. <laughs> it's going to take a lot of prayer for those miracles to happen, Grammy. Um, and she probably prayed that I'd be a preacher someday, and, and God did that miracle. Uh, but, uh, and, uh, but, you know, when you hear somebody pray for you, you get their heart for, for, for you. And, uh, and so he's praying for them, and, and he's praying in this letter uh, here. And he communicates that. And he challenges them in, verse, uh, in a bunch of places. But let's just take one. 2 verse 14. Philippians 2 verse 14. He says, hey, do all things without murmurings and disputings. Did you hear me? Do all things. I'm just reading the verse here. Do all things without murmurings and disputings. That's what Paul said. Uh, he's pretty direct there. But he challenges them to be focused and sharp. Why? Because there's some goals to be had. And, and we're a team. And you know when things start going south during the softball game? Is when you start getting murmurings and disputings. Not that it ever happened on our team. You start getting murmurings and disputings, right? And all of a sudden there's a bad spirit that comes into the dugout there. And you're like, okay, thinking, okay, now what is the best way that we can move beyond this bad spirit here? But it's better if the bad spirit doesn't come in at all. Would you agree with that? It's better if it doesn't come in at all. Because at that point, you're having to do, you know, you're having to do uh, 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 maintenance. You're having to do, you know, troubleshooting instead of just keep moving forward. Anytime you got to stop and do troubleshooting, you know, the thing, the, the operations are shut down for a while. You're going to run a machine, right? You're going to run those machines in the plant. 
producing, 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 producing. All of a sudden, I want them to write down. Okay, I've got to do some troubleshooting. We're going to do it because it's part of the deal. But you know, during that time, you know, you're not making progress. And uh, and so uh, he challenges them to be focused and sharp for the team. Communication is the close brother of chemistry. In any team, communication is crucial to building a sense of camaraderie between members. Now, I might not be the best at this, and, and I, I don't always think of what I should be saying to everybody, but I, I, I will say this, okay? And this, is, this is probably better. I hope it's better. I have an open door policy. Call me anytime you want. Come up into, if I'm here, my car's out here, come up into that, you know, into that, uh, uh, that uh, office in the, in the uh, upper room there, and uh, you can come in whenever you want. Come on in. Open door policy. If you have something in your mind, a concern, a prayer request, uh, a praise, whatever, I want to be approachable. Now, I may not think of everything that, the reason why I should be approaching you, but help me. All right? And, uh, and, there, and there's, there's certain of you, you know, that I'll hear from once in a while, and, I'll, and, 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 and you, you almost... And you kind of apologize and make a joke about it, like you're bothering me. But I'm like, no, thank you, because I wouldn't have thought of that. <laughs> Look, if a hundred of us are thinking about people that could be helped, isn't that better than one? And I'm not getting sharper every day, just like you're not. All right? And so probably the things, the shortcomings you see in me now, they're probably not going to get a whole lot better. <laughs> but together... Right? If we have a hundred of us paying attention, seeing needs, hey, there may just be, look, this is a need I can just take care of, I can take care of, and, and you know, pastor might not even you have to know about it, or can know about it after the fact. I can just take care of it. Or, you know, I think the Lord is nudging me that this is maybe something the pastor should know about, and he can, he can help with this. Then let me know. And I may be like, you know, hey, the Lord just spoke to my heart about that too. And, and we're not, or maybe, you know, I hadn't even thought about that. Thank you so much. And uh, we can work together. We're teammates. We're teammates, right? And the pastor's job is to, to help mobilize and train the teammates to do the work of the ministry. Because we think of that's the minister. And if he's the minister, he does all the ministry. That's not biblical, okay? Um, it's pastor, elder, overseer anyways and then the pastor should be a servant but we're one of the team we're one of the team and God, and God will help us each do our job alright so uh, communication is so important and listening is important That's a, sometimes a valuable part of communication is listening because we think communication just means like wah, 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 all the time no communication means two way so in order for it to be two way that means we have to zip it once in a while and listen to somebody else. Speaking to myself first. All right. Um, a couple more things, just aspects of leadership. Um, change in order to improve. Change in order to improve. I'm not, remember the whole thing about, uh, you know, not just changing for the sake of, or not doing stuff for the, for the sake of doing it without purpose. I want to see a purpose in something. But if I can see the purpose in changing something, I don't care if we've been doing it for 350 years. If it's going to help and it's, and it's not against the Bible, then we should change it. If it's going to improve something for the gospel's sake, we should change it. And you know, a good team says we can make adjustments along the way here. All right? 
When you get a coach that comes in and the coach is like, nope, it's my way or the highway, and don't even talk to me about making adjustments outside of my game plan, because either this is going to work or we're going to lose doing it my way. Is that ever a good goal? We're going to lose doing it my way? No, it's not a good goal. And so we should say, look, you know, whatever we can do to make adjustments here, to, to be more successful as a team, just make adjustments. And sometimes those adjustments are a little, uh, they're uncomfortable, right? Because I've been used to doing it this way, and, and, and that way has worked a lot of times in, in the past. And, it's, and it's, a good, it's not necessarily a bad way, but this adjustment right here is going to help us right now. And, and so, you know, a good team is, is willing to change in order to approve. Look at 1-6, uh, uh, Philippians 1-6. Being confident this very thing, which he hath begun a good work in you, will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. You know what it's saying there? God is going to continue to change you until the day of Jesus Christ. Why does he want to change you? Because he wants you to become more effective for the gospel's sake. And so he's going to change you. And change can be uncomfortable, can it? God comes along, he points an area in your life, and says, I want you to change that right there. I want you to change that attitude. I want you to change that outlook. I want you to change that approach. I want you to change that. And you're like, oh, but I'm so, this is so me. Yeah, but that's the whole problem. It's you. And it should be less of you and more of Jesus. And, uh, and, and so being confident, God is going to change. And so, you know, sometimes change is, and look, we don't go against the scriptures, Okay. If it's a change and you see a change, you know, pastor, he's, he's trying to get, he's doing this thing and it's just not biblical. Well, then, then the pastor should be called on that if it's not biblical. But if they're making, if the pastor's being the overseer and making changes that aren't against the scripture, that God has laid on the heart, that could be for the benefit of the team, then we should prayerfully, you know, enter into that together and, and be teammates in that. Look at verse 9. And this I pray. Chapter 1, verse 9. This I pray that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment. What's he saying? I want you to become changed in order to become better. To abound even more than what you are now. And there's many other things we can mention there. But good teams support appropriate, not, not recklessness, but risk sometimes. Right? There's a little risk to change at times. What if that doesn't work out? Well, you know, we're going to take that step and we're going to let the Lord work through it. So good teams support... Uh, uh, change uh, uh, in order to do better. And let's, uh, let's end here. Um, the good teams build confidence in each other. Confidence in each other. And, uh, oh man, I, I'm running out of time here, but there's so much that we could, that we could say here. Uh, but uh, uh, let's look at, uh, at verses uh, 1, 3 through 5. And we'll just maybe end there. This is teamwork, and I might, I might spend another time uh, finishing some of these points at another time because it's such an important concept. But uh, look, it says here, as we saw already, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, for you all making requests with joy, for your fellowship in the gospel from the first uh, day until now. And what he was saying was, I've become very confident that you're going to do your job. I've become very confident that you're good teammates. You have, you have continued to be teammates from day one to me, that it just built trust. I trust that you're the same heart as, as I am. And, uh, you know, trust is a tricky thing. It is a tricky thing. Sometimes we're not, we're not willing to offer trust. We should be. Sometimes we, we don't earn trust, and, and we, should, we should do that as well. But it takes time. And here's the thing. 
is for teamwork, it's important that once God puts you on a team for as much as possible, now he can move us when he wants and he'll still show us. If you're, if you're walking with the Lord, he shows you what to do when. But, uh, you know, if he has you in a place, for, 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 then try to, unless he makes it obvious, have continuity. Have continuity. You know, continuity breeds trust and it breeds also, it breeds opportunity. Continuity gives opportunity. You know, it's, it's a tragic thing that the, the, the average, uh, the average um, tenure for a pastor in the United States of America right now is three years. In three years, you can barely get things rolling, really, as far as, you know, trust goes and as far as confidence. As far as, now, I had, I, had the, I, had the, I had the benefit of having been here for a number of years before I became pastor, and that was really helpful because, you know, we know each other already. But, you know, when you come in some, someone from square one and you try to, it takes time. And continuity is, is so important. Over the long haul, you know, you can build that trust and you can build that team spirit and you can, uh, um, you can do, you know, uh, things for fruitfulness and for the Lord. I was talking a little bit about uh, teamwork. And you can apply this to all kinds of settings. You can apply it to the home. You can apply it to work. You can apply it certainly uh, to the church. And here's the thing. I'll leave you with this great truth. God wants you as his teammate. Now, he doesn't need you as his teammate, but he wants you as his teammate. And, uh, you know, come let us make man in our image. There was God as a team saying, let's make man the crowning point of creation to have an eternal relationship with us, to team up with us forever. Sin ruined that. Jesus put it back together so we can be God's teammates forever. It's a pretty important Bible truth. And uh, um, may God help us with it. Let's pray.